Are you ready to get informed and inspired? This is the Homeschool Hope Podcast, where you are introduced to the people and the products to equip you for your homeschooling journey. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, are just getting started, or haven't even started yet, this show will give you the hope in the future of home education. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Homeschool Hope Podcast. This is episode number 12, and this is going to be an interview with uh, Dr. Kathleen Birchelman, MD. And uh, Kathleen Birchelman, MD, is a pediatrician at St. Louis Children's Hospital, assistant professor of pediatrics at Washington University School of Medicine, and an official spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kathleen is also the co-founder and director of Children's MD, a blog written by five dynamic mom pediatricians who share their true confessions of trying to apply science and medicine to motherhood. Kathleen and her husband are raising five children, which they homeschool, and Dr. Birchelman is a frequent contributor to health and parenting TV news segments, including Fox News Happening Now with Jenna Lee and John Scott, and St. Louis' stations KTVI Fox and KSDK NBC. There's a lot of other information about uh, Dr. Birchelman on the webpage, and you can find out more about her by going to episode 12 of the homeschoolhope.com. And uh, we're going to listen to an interview with her uh, shortly. And one of the reasons I wanted to have her on is because uh, she has recently written an article, or at least I recently read an article that she wrote uh, called 18 Reasons Why Doctors and Lawyers Homeschool Their Kids. And we're going to talk to Dr. Birchman about being a professional and balancing professional life with homeschooling. And so stay tuned for that. Before we actually take care of that, though, I want to cover a a little bit of information and some announcements. First of all, the affiliate focus for today is the Ron Paul curriculum. The Ron Paul curriculum is a uh, top high-quality online educational program from a liberty perspective that teaches your children how to uh, educate themselves and acquire the skills necessary to be successful in life and to help contribute to the cause of liberty uh, in the world. And it is a, a great program. You can find out more about it and some of the reasons why it's recommended at the link in the show notes as well as on the webpage banner. If you're not yet uh, subscribed to either the iTunes or the Stitcher feed, there is also a show notes link to how you can do that. That is, of course, the best way of being aware of when the next show comes out. You'll be notified. It'll automatically download to the device that you typically listen to this show on, and that's a great way to um, make sure you don't miss any episodes. And then lastly, if you know of somebody who would be a good contact uh, for a potential interview, then I encourage you to have them contact me through the contact page of the webpage. And there's a link in the show notes on how you can do that as well. And we are looking for people who either have a product or service or a good story um, or a situation in life uh, regarding their homeschooling that would be an encouragement or provide some information to the homeschooling community that would help them in their journey. And so uh, if you know of someone like that or you yourself are like that and you want to contact me, then uh, feel free to do that. Uh, that takes care of the announcement. So now let's go ahead and turn our attention to the interview with Dr. Kathleen Birchelman. So, Dr. Birchelman, it's really great to have you on our show today, and I wanted to just begin by having you talk a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your family. Thank you so much for having me. So, I'm a pediatrician at St. Louis Children's Hospital, and I'm a mother of five children. My oldest is 10, and they're 10, 8, 5, 3, and 1. 
My five-year-old turns six next week. Um, and we are currently in our third year of homeschooling, so we're still relatively new homeschoolers. But I think that our story is unique and that my husband and I are both professionals and we never thought that we could homeschool because of our careers. Um, I am a, a pediatrician. I'm an assistant professor of pediatrics at Washington University School of Medicine, and I do work full-time as a pediatrician. And that job comes with um, certain benefits, that, including an educational benefit and nutrition benefit for our children that we really um, felt that we couldn't give up. So for me to give up my full-time job seemed impossible, mm -hmm. and therefore homeschooling seemed impossible. And my husband um, also had a full-time job. He worked for Anheuser-Busch in St. Louis, Missouri. It was a very, very good job, and he was doing well there. And he uh, made a, a choice to uh, to to leave Anheuser-Busch and start his own company so that he could work from home. And he now works part-time from home as a, um, a an IT developer and computer programmer. And uh, and I work full-time as a physician, and together we homeschool our children. Now, the story gets more complicated than that, in that I spent several years re-engineering my life to be able to homeschool. And I now work all my clinical time from home, Excuse me. I work all my clinical time at night. Hmm. I work the night shift. I work uh, two or three uh, 12 and a half hour night shifts per week as a pediatric hospitalist. So, so I, I don't have a private practice. I only take care of children in the hospital and in the emergency department. And um, then I, uh, about a quarter to a third of my job is now media for St. Louis Children's Hospital. And I'm able to do a lot of that job from home during the day. And so with my husband working from home, it's just constantly passing the baton about who's homeschooling and in charge of the children and the home and who's employed all day, every day. Okay, are you are you schooling or am I? And in the beginning of every day, we talk about our schedule. And so somehow uh, we were able uh, to really make this homeschooling dream work. And we're so happy because our whole family is so much happier. And that's really what we've gained. I mean, you could talk all about all the wonderful things of homeschooling. But for me, the number one gift of homeschooling is that my family is a family. We're not in, in seven different places as we once were. I mean, there are seven members of our family, and there was a time when we were in seven different places. And we're all together, and we have relationships, and we're living the family life, which is really been the greatest gift. And amazingly, that was not why we wanted to homeschool. We wanted to homeschool for a lot of other benefits, especially the academic benefit, and because we felt that we could not afford private education for all our children. But after we got started, we really found the true gift is our ability to live the family life. Yeah. Well, that's really great. And that's really why I wanted to have you on, because, you know, it's really unusual to find a situation like yours where you have two professionals and they want to homeschool, but they just can't seem to figure out how or really whether or not it's that important. So um, if you answer me this, that would be great. And that is, why is it really that you said, you know, we really need to make this work. Somehow we need to figure out how this is going to happen and um, work our schedules so that we can do this. What was kind well, of the, the trigger point? The last year that we had our kids in school, they were we had four children in four different places, plus mm -hmm. my husband and I in different places. So I guess we were a family of six at that time, and we were in six different places every day. Mm -hmm. And 
I was spending four hours per day, or between my husband and I, we were spending about four hours per day just doing the drop-off and the pickup loops for all those children. Mm. And um, there was no uh, easy way to get them all in one place because they were different ages, and they couldn't all go to one school because schools didn't offer, you know, preschool and elementary school in the same place. Right. And the... And then um, one of our children uh, had some special needs, and um, he was in. We had put him in a school that we felt would meet those needs, and so in in the end, we had six people in six different places, and I was going to lose my mind. Hmm. And that was that was really the biggest problem. I thought there's, we've got to find some way to get all our kids in one place. We just can't physically pull this off anymore. Mm-hmm. And my babies, my babies were spending. My, a huge amount of time in the van, and I thought this my two year old is going to spend his entire two year old year just driving around. You know, he can't get for his development. Um, so that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, the other reality was that child with special needs we felt wasn't getting his needs met, um, even at the school we had put him in, and we felt we could do a better job homeschooling. And we realized that there was we had. All of our children had very different needs, and no one school, no matter how fabulous that school was, was going to be able to meet all the different needs of our different children. And that ultimately, by homeschooling, we could do that best. Yeah, well, that's great. So the, the flexibility and being able to work that around, and, and you all took the sacrifice to be able to decide how you're going to do it. So your your schedule obviously had to had to juggle some, and um, and so now, who is it that does? The, the majority of the uh, of the teaching is it is it your husband or do you do you both pretty much do a uh, both involved it's, it's in pretty it? Hard, it's pretty hard to say. I I, I think it's probably fifty <laughs> fifty. Okay. I do do most of the curriculum planning because I enjoy mm-hmm. it. So I'm the one that's really picking out the content and yeah. you know doing the organizational piece of it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of um, you know pushing the kids through their school every day. Um, it, it's probably 50-50. It, it depends on how much work he's got. His work ebbs and flows, and so does my media work. Sure. So, so there'll be a week where you know I'm doing most of it, and another week where he's doing most of it. Mm-hmm. So every day is an, every day is a new day. Um, so I think the other important point to make about our story is that we tried public schools mm-hmm. and private schools, and. Montessori, we had tried many different forms of schooling for our kids, and my oldest did go to school from age two through um, second grade, mm-hmm. and we, we really felt like we had tried the gamut, and there just wasn't, you know, there was no perfect solution, especially for a large family, right. and that homeschooling made the most logistical sense. Yeah. In terms of driving kids around, in terms of meeting all their educational needs, in terms of cost, there was no better solution. Right. Yeah, you had mentioned – you wrote an article, and we'll get to that in just a minute, the 18 reasons why doctors and lawyers homeschool their children. And uh, in that, one of the points that you made was that your drive time was cut down significantly because you were homeschooling. And, and you know, one of the benefits I think a lot of people have with homeschooling is that uh, they are able to cut down on – all the extra time that's involved in transportation and and just the schooling itself. So um, obviously, you know, you have uh, explained already some in terms of the challenge that you faced 
in trying to uh, work all this out. Uh, let's change gears now and look at maybe a success that you've seen because you've homeschooled your children that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise and, uh, you know, expand on that a little bit. Well, my oldest really loves music, and uh, he this was so important to him and his development. It was really his gift that we wanted to be able to give him that gift. I mean, this child will play the piano for six hours a day if you let him. And, mm-hmm. in fact, all day, every day, we're pulling him away from the piano and getting him to do what he's supposed to be doing. Right. And the music never stopped in his head. Mm-hmm. And we thought this was his gift, his passion, and we wanted to be able to let him develop that. Sure. And in the schools that we had put him in, there was very limited, I mean, music program, and I was not impressed with it. And we had put him in private, you know, obviously he was in piano lessons and he was in a, a private school, a music school that he went to after school. But it, it, we just couldn't let him go full force. You know, there was no playing the piano for many hours a day. Right. Uh, uh, if you're going to school. Mm-hmm. So he's just done incredibly well with his music. He's in um, a really first-rate choir now that um, sings in a, in, a, you know, in a professional facility with a full orchestra, and he's learning voice as well as keyboard, and he also has started taking organ lessons. Wow. His organ his organ lessons, he gets he got totally obsessed with the organ. He's watched every organ video on YouTube, I think, that exists. <laughs> and so he has organ lessons, and we just really let him go full force with this. And we never could have, he never could have done this if he were in school. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So he's able to pursue his passions and, and, uh, uh, go towards what he's been gifted in. That's that's fantastic. Well, you have um, you're all over the internet in terms of what you do. You you blog for children's mom. Uh, is it children's mom docs dot com? Is that right? Right. It's a it's, it's called childrensmd.org. Yes. Okay. And okay. It's, so it's 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 the physician blog for St. Louis Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. and I'm the director of six physicians that write for that uh, blog. And we try to write in a real parent-friendly style, sort of a meet-you-where-you-are um, personal style, and our goal is to take pediatric re- take scientific research on pediatrics and parenting that's in the medical journals and, and then really bring it to parents in lay language so that they can use this in their lives. Well, that's a great needed service, absolutely. That's that's fantastic. And on there, uh, of course, is where I found your article, The 18 Reasons Why Doctors and Lawyers Homeschool Their Kids. I'm assuming that, that the other um, colleagues on that uh, do not homeschool, or, or do some of them homeschool also? I'm the only homeschooler. Um, we have uh, people in private, public, and pu- private education, public education, and, and I'm the only homeschooler of, of the six, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it looked like from reading the article that uh, you were a little hesitant to say that you were homeschooling for a while, but now I'm, sur- I'm sure that they have accepted it and that it is um, it's certainly now more mainstream than uh, what it was uh, a few years ago even. And uh, you were also – I think, it's an, I think that's ahead. a really important point. I was really quite terrified to tell everybody at work that I was homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I homeschooled for an entire year before I, I let the cat out of the bag at work because for a lot of reasons. But the first one was I really felt that people at work would think I was some crazy extremist, that I would lose respect I would lose respect at work. 
and also that people would think, look, how could she possibly work full-time and homeschool her kids? You know she's just going to slack off at work. Right, yeah. And um, I've done neither. Um, I don't think I'm some crazy extremist, and I think the fact that I'm an official spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics and that I'm employed by St. Louis Children's Hospital to do a lot of their media work speaks for the fact that I'm uh, a reasonable person. Um, and uh, and certainly um, I'm able to I've, – I've worked very hard to engineer my life so that I can do both things well. And the, the biggest point here is that my husband – made a very difficult career choice in order to homeschool children. So it's not all about me. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's very good. And you um, also uh, do a podcast. And since uh, these are podcast listeners listening to this, uh, you want to tell a little bit about your podcast that you do? Um, I, I, I do not have my own regular podcast. I've certainly contributed to many podcasts. My, the majority of my media is at childrensmd.org, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I, I have many other small outlets, and um, I do a bunch of radio shows. Okay, very good. Well, let's uh, let's move to a different um, part of the interview now, and just have you give some um, some quick answers. We'll kind of summarize things up here in just a minute. But um, what would you say is the best advice that you've uh, received or that you could give to the listeners regarding homeschool? That uh, to just keep going. Um, homeschooling, the hardest part of homeschooling is discipline. It's not the content. You know, you think when you get started, oh, my gosh, right. how am I going to be able to teach my kids, you know, what a dangling part of school is? Um, <laughs> and that, that actually is not the hardest part at all. In fact, I have there's tons of stuff I have to teach my kids that I – never learned or can't remember. Right. And there's so many resources, especially now um, online resources, that, that, that being able to teach the content is not the challenge. The challenge is teaching your kids virtue. It's teaching them self-control so that they can actually do their work. But that's such a huge gift. You're, you're teaching, you're giving your kids this incredible gift of um, fortitude and self-control, and this will last them a lifetime. Oh yeah, well that's great. And who who better to do that than the children's own parents, right? That's right. That's right. That's great. And if you could do things over again uh, and start from scratch, what would you what would you do differently? Um, my first year, we registered for a, um, an out of out of the box homeschool curriculum. I was so nervous about the whole thing, mm-hmm. and I was very much afraid that I wouldn't have the right content and that kind of thing. And so we picked a curriculum and bought it and taught it to the T um, the whole first year. And uh, in the end, I think it wasn't the best curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, and like so many homeschoolers who register their kids for an official programming the first year, we quit the second year. And um, now we write our own curriculum, which allows us to really tailor our curriculum to the specific needs of our children, which is one of, of course, one of the gifts of homeschooling. Sure. Well, that sounds like the story of probably 90% of homeschoolers. We all started with the out-of-the-box curriculum and then ended up uh, changing it over time. I know that's what we did anyway. But what is what is one takeaway if, if the listeners – of today's interview uh, were to take away just one thing, what would you want them to 
uh, take away? That homeschooling is the most tremendous, tremendous gift, but it takes personal fortitude from on the part of the parents. Um, mm-hmm. There have been so many times where I was ready to tell my kids to get in the car or drive them down to the public school. And uh, the, there were more of those times in the first and second year than in the third. And the hardest part for me has been controlling um, – my own anger and taking care of myself and allowing my own self-growth mm-hmm. as a parent and as a human um, so that I can be a better teacher. And so the one thing I want parents to know is that they have to take care of themselves and they have to control their anger mm-hmm. and their, they, have to, they have to just be a model of self-control in order to teach their children self-control. Oh, that's really good. And, I think that uh, the, the more mature we are as parents, the more mature our children will become. And, of course, that is reflected in, in our behavior, and that's, uh, that's really good. What is one resource that you would say is indispensable for homeschoolers or something that, you know, you couldn't have um, – you couldn't foresee yourself you, uh, not having in your homeschool? For us, it's our co-op, and we are very, very lucky to have an incredible co-op here in St. Louis. There are many co-ops, and we've just found the perfect community for our family. You know, it allows us to make friends by family. When my kids were in school, I could barely keep up with the birthday parties and the play dates, and <laughs> you know, with, with four children in four different places, you know, there were all these different families that we were friends with, and it was very hard for me to even get to know the parents. Right. And but with them in homeschool co-op, there's, um, you know, multi-age friendships, you know, friendships that span age differences, and you're friends with families. So we'll invite several children from one family over to play with our family. It doesn't matter if those kids' ages don't perfectly match our kids' right. ages. And it allows my husband and I to really be friends with the parents. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's good for us because we need a life, too. And it supports us, and uh, it just makes everything uh, so much easier and logistically, and it also supports this whole whole beautiful gift of living the family life. Okay, very good. So the support that you can receive from the co-op, that's great. Well, is there anything else that um, you would like to talk about or share, uh, anything that uh, you would like to let the audience know about in terms of your homeschooling or your own personal life or anything like that? Um, I, I just want to elaborate on the co-op one more uh, second, the co-op, when I started homeschooling, I was really very worried about removing from my children's lives those things that were so important to me growing up because my husband and I both went to school. Um, you know, stuff like dances and yearbook and um, just the friendships and the playground games and the um, last day of school parties and all this wonderful stuff. And the co-op has given us all of that and more. I mean, our kids do PE and um, musical theater and physical fitness testing and yearbook and dances and all of that stuff, field day, all of that is run through our co-op. Mm-hmm. So having that co-op um, has been a, a beautiful social outlet. It's given it's it's given me a, a break from the things I would find too hard to do at home. One of the things they do at co-op is science lab. Mm-hmm. and. Even even though I love science, it's so hard to get together all the materials for the labs and not make a complete mess and not completely sure. lose most of your day trying to do a science lab. So the co-op takes care of a lot of that. So it's just really filled in all the gaps and allowed me to have a lot of 
security knowing that my kids aren't losing out on something um, by being homeschooled. So it's worth it, I think, to take the time to interview at a few different co-ops, figure out which co-op is going to meet your family's needs, and even be willing to really drive a distance to get to that co-op. Yeah, okay, very good. Well, what, uh, if people wanted to find out more about you or learn more about, um, you know, all that you have to, have to do and, and what you're doing, how is the best way for them to contact you? So you can find me online at childrensmd.org. I'm also on Twitter at mom.kathleen, and you can find me on Facebook, Children's Mom Docs is our Facebook page. Okay, very good. And I and also, oh, and my personal, my, I also have a, a personal website. It's called kathleenbirchmanmd.org. Uh, .com. I think it's a .com. I might be .org. And that's where you'll find my bio, all my latest articles, and how you can contact me directly. Okay. Excellent. And I will try to put those all in the show notes so that people can go right from uh, this podcast to all those um, different places and, and find out more about you and, and uh, contact you if need be. And, and uh, Dr. Bertramon, I just want to thank you for, for being on the show with us today and imparting uh, your wisdom and your story and your experience and that kind of thing with uh, with all the listeners. And uh, I hope the best for your continued uh, effort, both as a pediatrician and as a, a mom uh, homeschooling her children. Well, thank you so much for all you do for homeschooling. You're welcome. Bye-bye. For more information about what is covered in this show, as well as all the other shows that we have already conducted, you can go to www dot homeschoolhope dot com.